The Perfect Stress Podcast does not provide medical or nutritional advice, nor is it a substitute for medical or nutritional advice, and is not intended for the prevention, cure, or mitigation of any medical condition or disease. This podcast provides information only. Please consult a physician or nutritionist for advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Perfect Stress Podcast, where we walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. I'm Adam Darrow, your host and founder of My Stress Alarm. So it's officially spring now. Woohoo! I went hiking for two hours the other day and then decided to see how I would feel if I went walking. just walking around the neighborhood the very next day because up till now my instructions were to do two walks a week uh, spread out like Wednesdays and Saturdays weather permitting and increase that by uh, 10% each week but I've been feeling pretty good after each hike just a couple little aches and you know here and there and they don't persist so I said you know what for just one hour no backpack, you know, just walk around the block. Figured it was a reasonable risk to take to see how I'd handle it. Well, unfortunately, it was a little too much and I felt noticeably sore that night and into the next day. So for now, no back-to-back walks or hikes, although I'm still wondering if I can increase to three days a week instead of two, which would still allow for, you know, one day in between each. But I have to experiment to see Uh, what I can handle right now, which means I have to take a risk, unfortunately, albeit a measured risk, but still a risk that I could have a setback. But there's really no other way to know until someone invents a crystal ball. Now, boy, would that be something if we had a crystal ball. We could stop most crime before it happens, just like in the movie uh, Minority Report with Tom Cruise. Of course, lotteries would go out of business overnight. And not sure how the stock market would work, but um, so you know what they say, be careful what you wish for. But anyway, this idea of experimenting is pretty much the way it is for most ways that we manage our health, if you think about it. For instance, how do you suppose we came up with what healthy cholesterol levels are? Well, I'm just guessing, but I would think through noting what the cholesterol levels were in people who had heart attacks and strokes and other cardiovascular events and detecting patterns. My point is that unfortunately we needed the information from people who got very sick and and perhaps even passed away whose levels were too high in order to know what too high was. Same with weight, blood pressure, blood sugar, and it's the same with chronic stress monitoring. You can't calculate a threshold number until you've been symptomatic for a period of time, unfortunately. And even then, I always mention that chronic stress monitoring is not an exact science. And so there's always some margin of error that you want to keep in mind when considering what course of action you're going to take each day. You want to give yourself a cushion for unforeseen circumstances, unexpected events, as well as tasks that you may have underestimated for that day. 
But there's probably already been times and probably will be again when you decide to take the risk of flaring up and, you know, just stick with your current workload. And you find out later it probably wasn't the best choice. But at least by marking down your sleep and rest levels each day in the My Stress Alarm app, along with what symptoms you had, a threshold number can be calculated to give you a rough idea going forward of how close you are to triggering symptoms each day. Now, there is an argument to be made that managing stress is a misguided attempt at helping yourself through challenges. That is, stress is simply a concept, a way to describe your state of mind when you're dealing with challenges, but it's not in and of itself something to be managed. In other words, the focus should be on the underlying challenges. Now, I recognize four types of challenges. By the way, I'm making this up as I go along because I'm not an expert. That's why I always say I'm giving my two cents because I'm really no different than you, except that I might think about these things a little more. But anyway, four types of challenges that I see. Number one, what I call self-inflicted, which I'll explain in a second. Number two, environmental challenges, not just from Mother Nature, but certainly um, civil unrest, which we've witnessed both here in the U.S. in recent years, certainly in Ukraine right now. But there's some level of civil unrest around the world at any given moment, to be honest. Number three, what I call a stress event, which ranges from birthdays and anniversaries, graduation, weddings, holidays, to doing someone a big favor. Obviously, confrontations and social drama and secrets and lies. Of course, getting injured, car accidents, also moving residences, travel preparations, and other logistical type things. These are all stress events. Uh, Starting a new job, working on an especially difficult project at work or school. Um, Of course, being laid off and unemployed or underemployed or other uh, financial distress. A pregnancy. Uh, could be a stress event, for sure. Death of someone close, a health crisis, uh, or new diagnosis, bothersome symptoms. So these are all stress events. And the fourth type of challenge, as I see it, are what I call voluntary challenges. Now, for the self-inflicted challenges, sometimes challenges are of our own making, uh, in the sense of perceptions that we have that are not really based in fact, possibly because of our own bias, conscious or not, or previous experience, but assumptions nonetheless that are probably at best partly true. And there's usually another side to it that you're not aware of or not considering. And by simply acknowledging that maybe you're overreacting, maybe your boss doesn't really hate you, Maybe you're not really being targeted or treated unfairly in some way. I mean, there is such a thing as bad luck. And granted, some of us have more than others. But either way, cognitive behavioral therapy gets to the root of why you're upset or stressed. And many times it turns out there's really no problem and the stress that you had can simply go away. Now, that's the best outcome possible. But cognitive therapy does work. It's challenging for sure. Talk about challenges. It's not easy to challenge your own assumptions and recognize 
for that matter, that you're even making an assumption. Sometimes you don't realize it. So cognitive behavioral therapy is perhaps the best approach to stress management for these what I call self-inflicted challenges because it literally eliminates the stress. And speaking of eliminating stress, I'm preparing to have on the podcast a medical doctor and author of many books on cognitive therapy who indeed can help you eliminate stress. So I hope to have him on the show soon. He's ready to go. I'm the one that's got to get my shit together. Excuse my French. But I'm still plugging away on the My Stress Alarm app. We still have these pesky defects that won't go away. One bit of good news, I believe I should be able to submit the app to the Apple Review Board this week. So crossing fingers, that gets approved. But anyway, so to the extent that we worry or get upset unnecessarily because of our own perceptions and assumptions that we really can't substantiate, that stress could simply disappear with cognitive behavioral therapy. And there are cognitive behavioral therapy apps. I've never used them and have no idea if they're any good, but, and there are books, of course, and coaches that specialize in this. And again, as I mentioned, I hope to have one such coach on very soon. Um, Environmental challenges, I won't say too much on that, except that you should take some time out if you haven't already to make a list of emergency items that you may need and to prepare uh, an emergency kit and a plan in case the power should go out for an extended period or you have to evacuate or something like that. Uh, You'll be thanking yourself later for sure in in case uh, an emergency does come up. Now, with regard to stress events, I like to take a step back and just understand that life is a series of challenges, you know, with some in-between time thrown in for good measure, but rest assured, the next challenge is right around the corner, right? And we've heard the saying, you know, life is full of challenges, and that starts pretty much when you're born and continues throughout the different stages of your life. Now, how you choose to deal with that is up to you, but I always go back to the definition of stress, which the one that I go with, because it depends who you ask, but my definition is an emotional response to a situation that you don't have control over or that you perceive you don't have control over. So to me, if you can just worry only about the stuff that you can control and execute on that, And don't worry about the rest because it's out of your control. I know, easier said than done. But a lot of times what I find is that you can do a lot more than you think about a particular problem. Just something like organizing your thoughts better on a particular subject. Maybe making a spreadsheet or or writing in a journal can be very helpful. Doing some research, asking for help. There are a lot of things that you might be able to do to help in certain situations. It may not be so obvious, but I think approaching a problem methodically and logically usually makes for a better outcome. I know, I sound like Spock from uh, Star Trek, but it's true. And last but not least, voluntary challenges, or, or maybe better known as life goals. As I've mentioned before, this podcast is geared to hardworking, goal-oriented, ambitious, driven individuals who push themselves a lot, quite frankly, and are therefore more susceptible to stress-related symptoms. Now, the unique thing about voluntary 
challenges is that they're voluntary, <laughs> which you know could range from competing at a high level in a certain sport to earning a degree, to climbing the corporate ladder, starting a side business, losing weight, or making some kind of, of lifestyle change. But it's voluntary. So back to the definition of stress, this is not uncontrollable. However, this is where we get into chronic stress because of the way that your intrinsic motivation, that natural drive and ambition that you have to achieve your goals constantly competes with your need to rest. And of course, some people have more drive than others. And so that's where chronic stress monitoring and the My Stress Alarm app can really help. Well, that is my two cents for this week. Thank you very much for listening. And I really do value your feedback and appreciate all feedback that I get. Please feel free to post a comment on the Perfect Stress Facebook page. And always feel free to email me directly at adam at perfectstresscoaching.com. Well, again, that's it for this week. Please stay safe. Wishing you good health and success. Have you ever felt like you pushed yourself so much that it actually affected your health, either physically or mentally? If you have an autoimmune disorder, heartburn, tension headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, high blood pressure, depression, or something else you think is stress-related, then My Stress Alarm might be just the app for you as it helps you walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. It takes just a minute a day, no wearables or sensors needed. Currently available for Android only, just go to mystressalarm.com, scroll down and click the link to the Google Play Store. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. And if you'd like to get new episodes automatically, just click subscribe. Also, I'd be much obliged if you left a review or comment. Well, until next time, wishing you good health and success. And remember, don't let stress get in the way of success.